0: today's episode of that song from that movie is coming up after this i'm agent scott and i'm cam the provocateur and we are the spy Hards podcast together we go deep undercover into the world of spy movies to decode the best and worst of spy cinema will the film make the knock list well cam what is the knock list the knocklist is the need to see official classics of the spy hearts podcast we are curating the ultimate list of spy films and so we're going to bounce all over the place from james bond to jason bourne to who knows what and determine whether they belong in the pantheon of all-time great spy films that's right so join us every tuesday on all your favorite podcast apps just search spy hearts that's s-p-y-h-a-r-d-s but until then listeners good luck among the shadows,
1: our rundown of every single Disney anime classic ever continues today. So grab your glass slipper and find an army of rats for today's episode of that song from that movie. thank you for joining that song from that movie the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs i am your wash the dishes do the mopping host dietrich and as always he's here by royal command alex (laughs) which royal and please don't say prince andrew (laughs) best left ignoring that one and he's been avoiding his responsibilities long enough i think it's high time he married and settled down ben done tick next just one tick. Yeah, although I was
0: feeling quite triggered when you were talking about uh, owning up to my responsibilities. It was uh, <laughs> My heart started beating a lot mm. quicker.
1: Yeah, that's not a quote from the film. That's a quote from your dad. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking camera pans to like a load of laundry that's just like <laughs> stewing in Ben's basement, just like yeah, slowly yeah. browning. <laughs> that he had to move off
1: the chair he's currently sat on. <laughs> you don't know how right you are. <laughs> okay, what have we been watching this week? what have I been what have I been watching uh
2: i watched you know what Same i did question, watch you know you know what i did watch i watched that film then that you recommended to me that anime film oh yeah your name yeah interesting film <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's very uh, yeah it's it's very, yeah. well like i said i quite like it but it's very i enjoy,
2: anime. no I, re- I i really enjoyed it it took a long time for me to kind of really get into what was going because you mean so, once, so once the
0: once the once the uh, narrative got slightly more interesting than the book standard, obvious.
2: Yeah, but also the opening credits has to be like the <laughs> weirdest opening to a film I think I've ever seen in my life. But I think I don't know if this was just I, I felt like it was kind of my like western attitude to films like being tested oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. it's kind of like is this this maybe this is just how films are in J- in japan <laughs> is it japanese i'm <laughs> assuming it was japanese yeah 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 it's, yeah yeah it's,
0: it's, it's dance numbers just like a uh, musical number just in the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere
2: yeah he's like is this my prejudice <laughs> but then Dancers, you kind of yes. get into the, you get you guess probably you also kind of get into the rhythm of it don't you and, and i think like when you do that it becomes like a really good film, I'm, oh, like I'm the really end, glad. Like, I'm really glad yeah, you liked it. I think I think it does get it hits you on an emotional level towards good. the end. Definitely good. Yeah, I'm glad. Good that. film. I would recommend. It's on Netflix.
0: I watched Training Day because I'd never seen it before. It was a really good film. I've uh, it's I've always it's always been a DVD on my shelf. Uh, my dad had it when I was a kid, and I just never was interested. I heard rave reviews for years. Finally watched it. It's a really good film. Really good film. Denzel Washington's quite scary. <laughs> He can be like that if he wants.
1: D. The only film I've watched is the first half of Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Yeah, I've already watched that. I, I saw the original, and so far it has been better than that version.
0: I just don't agree with the more
1: footage you put
0: in, the better a film you make. It's, 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 it's a flawed logic. You can't just keep adding more and saying, well, this answers all the narrative problems films have been able to do it in two hours marvel can do it in two hours you can do it in two hours stop making it four hours to make sense
2: but isn't this version yeah. in black and white
0: well you can watch it in black and white all oh, right I d- yeah i opted
1: i opted not to pick that
0: version. i hate this weird trend of films you can watch parasite in black and white you can watch
1: logan in black and Bab- white. max fury road why
0: why would you want to watch them in black and white
1: cinema talk. casablanca, <laughs> casablanca. <laughs> no you can watch that in color now you can watch it in color <laughs> Well, can you actually those yeah
0: kidding. I was, I'm, I saw it's a wonderful life in color and it u- upset me
1: <laughs> oh, Wow
0: not the not the normal reasons it should upset me.
1: Okay so today we are taking the next glass slipper covered step on our Disney Marathon mm. We are discussing Cinderella so Ben Time for some history. It's time for some history yes, it is
0: time for some history so we're going back to February 1950. thank God. World War II is over. There's probably never going to be another war again. Anyway, George Kelly is sentenced to hang for the murder of the cameo cinema manager in Liverpool in what is still the longest trial in British history. You ever heard of this, Alex? Doing law at some point in your life?
2: N- n- no, I haven't actually. He well, killed a, yeah. lot of cin- a cinema a cinema owner in Liverpool.
0: Yeah, murder of the, c- the cameo cinema manager and his assistant. So I think mm-hmm. it was a robbery and then he shot both of them. Right. Apparently it's the longest... Trial ever mainly because the all the informants were pimps and prostitutes who all had something to gain from the conviction. Uh, so apparently the man <laughs> was hanged, obviously George Kelly, and apparently he was quite likely the innocent man. Uh, but just all these other, I guess, pimps and prostitutes wanted him dead. And it's, I think it was going on for like 40 years, something like that just kept being open. In other news, the credit card is used for the first time. And Major Ooh. Cabin's Grill... In the Empire States building, which journalists called the First Supper, which you think is quite clever until you realise they bought lunch. (laughs) 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 That's where you've got the joke already in your head and then you realise, oh, you know what, just too late, let's go with it.
1: On a slight tangent here, whenever I used to hear like The Last Supper, I used to think of supper like it means in the UK. So I was thinking, why would Jesus get all his friends around and have like, like cereal. some toast on bowl a Sunday of... evening?
2: Yeah. <laughs> a bowl of cereal. And, I'm and glad you all
1: your supper cereal, Alex,
0: because mine was too. Well, a breakfast items basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Bre- breakfast before bed. <laughs> <laughs> and in completely light news, only Buckinghamshire in England and Liberal Kansas over in the States competed in the first ever international pancake race. I'm assuming they were eating them. I've not checked this but the two towns have competed
1: in this every year on Shrove Tuesday to this day. Wait, you don't know what a pancake race is? No, what's a pancake race? You have a frying pan and a pancake, and you run and flip at the same time. So I was going to say, it's a bit like an egg
2: and spoon race type situation. Yeah. Is it like a relay? Do you have to like pass the pan on to the next person? All the way or from flipping to... Or flip Buckingham the pancake? To- <laughs> do you have to flip the <laughs> to pancake to the next person? Then That's it how it should it. be, yeah.
0: yeah. It, it clearly <laughs> needs an update after the last <laughs> 70 years. But in more appropriate news than this, Cinderella came out, Um, which is apparently believed to be a Disney classic.
2: Well, it's older than 20 years old.
0: It's older than 20 years old. It passes the the Ben Carroll test.
2: The Ben Carroll test.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Cinderella is based on the Charles Perrault story. So, with a wicked stepmother and two jealous stepsisters who keep her enslaved, Cinderella stands no chance of attending the Royal Ball. Boo-hoo. However, when her fairy godmother appears and magically transforms her reality into a dream come true, Cinderella enchants the handsome prince charming at the ball, but must face the wrath of her enraged stepmother and sisters when the spell wears off at midnight. So, what do we think on this
1: one? So for me, I think this is somewhat of a return to form for Disney. okay. That's not to say that Bambi wasn't good, because we all did say it was sort of okay, and it was an attempt at doing something slightly different. But Cinderella is much more in the vein of Snow White. You've got your perfect lead character. You've got a matriarch who's jealous. Uh, jealous. Jelly. jealous of the.
2: <laughs> so, Jelly? She's not ready for this, Jelly. <laughs> a
1: matriarch who's jealous of the lead character's beauty. Uh, you've got Prince Charming. You've got Animal Helpers. Incredibly white teeth. Oh, God, the teeth <laughs> in this. When did they learn to do teeth? Just get a white Tipex pen and put it on every single cell.
0: <laughs> Just add some black lines in between.
1: So I think for me personally I I like this because it feels more like a true Disney film. It, it feels it has all the tropes of a Disney film and that's when I'm sitting down to watch a Disney film. That's what I want.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's never really been one of my favorite ones I'll be honest. But I think like if you say like list like classic vintage Disney animation films, I think this is pretty much one of the mm-hmm. ones that be near the top of that list. For everybody, oh, yeah. really, isn't it? It's like it's it's one of the most iconic looking ones and the ones that people remember the most. But yeah, I, I'm I'm very much more of the late eighties, nineties Disney kind of guy. Those are the that's my era <laughs> <laughs> of of the films I like, like Lion King, Aladdin, etc. So I'm not that bothered for this one. But I think, like Dee said, it is kind of uh, I, I don't know if a return to form is quite the way I'd put it, but it definitely, is certainly, a return to the the original mold, successful mold of Snow White, definitely.
0: We've got a while till we're in the 80s, Alex.
2: I know, yeah. I'm just going to keep <laughs> struggling. Hold on. Through. Keep
0: holding. Yeah. Keep, keep,
2: I'll keep holding. But yeah, I think in terms of the music, which obviously we'll come on to, I think this is definitely a step up from the last few films, for me. More aligned with Snow White, again, on that front, but I actually think the songs are better yeah. than, than Snow White. I wouldn't, You know what? I wouldn't actually... Don't think I'd be going too far in saying that this is the best collection of songs we've had so far. Really? For me. Yeah, I actually think that, yeah.
0: Well, you're wrong, but...
2: Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, which, which film do you think... Maybe Dumbo would be the only other one I can think of that I actually would put on par with this. I don't know which other film. I don't you...
0: know. To be, like, I'm quite like you, Alex. I think most of the song collections, there's gems in them, but as a ensemble in each film, they're quite poor.
2: Yeah, maybe. I think there's quite a few memorable ones in this one. Yeah, that's what but, I... Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but more than... I think in the previous previous films we've had, like, maybe one or two. I think possibly there could be three in this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a step up. Well, it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slow down, Alex. Slow down. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, this film's Disney royalty, isn't it? I mean, the the Disney castle. It's this. It's, you know, Prince Charming's castle. I associate this film as the the film we watched when it was a raining day at school, and they wheeled in the telly, and it was always Cinderella. And because our... Playtime, our breaks were like 20 minutes. You only ever watched 20 minutes of the film. I, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's parts in this film I really do love. And there's songs I really do love. But I'm, yeah, it's one I'm not going to rush to watch. Uh, and I would probably choose to watch Bambi, Snow White, Dumbo, or Pinocchio before I watch this one.
2: And that's
1: the truth. Yeah, I think
2: that's. Fair. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. No. I don't think this is a particularly watchable. One. Maybe because it's no. just like I think because the story is so like well known and well told, you feel like you don't get anything from rewatching yes, it necessarily. Yes, I think that's, I think true.
0: that's part Yeah, of it. it's incredibly vanilla the story, but at the time, maybe it wasn't. Um, and like we've covered this before, so this is the beginning of the silver era of Disney. So different uh, sort of collections of films are packaged in different eras. So the silver era follows the package era which was when Disney was basically at the whim of the American government when they, as Diaz said, made terrible films um, just yep. to try and make a little Turing bit of money them by making state-sponsored propaganda, basically. And Bambi bookended the golden era of Disney, sort of the original classics. So now we're moving into... They're still going for the same tried-and-tested way, which is folktales. A lot of the Disney films, you know, it's old books, folktales, stories... And hoping that they can just, you know, add a bit of Disney magic and make some money. And this was the first, well, it's classified as the first huge success that Disney had. They were in incredible amounts of debt because, you know, Pinocchio was a big failure. Bambi was a big failure at the cinema because of World War II. This was the biggest success they had since Snow White. And in a way, revolutionized how they made films. Like this was the first uh, film in which they um, marketed the full soundtrack within their own company. And I think a lot of the money they earned from this film catapulted them to distributing their own films because up to this point, and including this film, they're distributed by RKO Pictures, not Disney. So they had to basically make it and just give it up to another uh, distribution company. Which is what they had a lot of legal battles, I think, in like the eighties and nineties around getting the rights to these songs and films. And I think for some of the songs, they still don't have the rights to because Aguilera just holding on to those purse strings. <laughs> so are we, are we aware of the origins of this story?
2: Um, I'm not no. sure. I mean, I, I was thinking, is it a, like a grim fairy tale? I'm not. I'm not sure whether it is actually there.
0: It, technically there is a version that is a grim fairy tale, yeah, and they oh, added so. some weird, sh- weird shit.
2: <laughs> well, they'll do that. Yeah,
0: I, I think like they um, basically there's a, a there's like a they had like a Cinderella two, <laughs> and like Cinderella's getting married and she punishes the stepsisters by having crows fly in and peck out their eyes. So mm-hmm. you know, nice things like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been a nice change up to. This but point. yeah, the <laughs> the original
0: story of Cinderella is believed to go back to ancient Greece. So there's a story of Rhodopis, or Rhodopis, which is 7 BC, about a Greek slave girl who marries the Prince of Egypt after an eagle steals her sandal, takes it to the prince, drops it on his lap, and he's so mystified that he has to find the owner, and they fall in love. So it's almost 2,000 years old. Wow. wow! But the Charles Perrault folk folktale, which I think is like the 8th, 19th century, it added things like uh, well, it's called the Little Glass Slipper. It's also known as that. It added the glass slipper. It added the fairy godmother, the pumpkins. You know, the chiming at midnight. So it's off. That's seen as the true inspiration for this film. But the actual core of the story is ancient. But yeah, the the grim. There is a grim version, which is just yeah it's chaotic just go and read it because i can't even do it justice some of the stuff that goes on in that uh, as is the you know as is the case with a lot of grim story tales grim story tales grim fairy tales
1: today's episode is brought to you by db db is a scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller or tote. In my opinion, it's always important to have the right luggage or bag for when you're travelling. So we're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase. Using the code POD10 or going to the link in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going.
0: Moving on to the songs, we've had differing opinions. There's six songs in total in this film. When we said we were covering Cinderella, how many could you name off the bat?
1: I could name one of them and then went, the other one goes like this and could not say what it was called.
0: Okay, so a nice high market of one, Alex.
2: One (laughs) and a half we'll give you. Um, Yeah, well, actually, I think I'm pretty much on the same level as D. I think I remembered a few and like when I watched it I recognised most of them. Sure it. you did. But the only one I could name <laughs> the only one I could name, well there was only one I could name. And it's probably the most famous one I guess. Well maybe it's not but it's the one. It's uh, This might be like a Snow White situation where there's one song oh, where wow. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the big number from the film but actually it's not the most memorable. Potentially, yeah. So yeah, I, I win because I could name two. Low bar but i
0: be it. Uh, I recognise the third. The other three are still absent to me. I've listened to them a few times. I re-watched the film a few days ago <laughs> without the notes in front of me. I haven't got a clue what they were. But yes, um, like I said, this was the first soundtrack to be distributed under the banner of Walt Disney Music Company. They made so much money off selling this. And so obviously the audiences at the time had a draw for it. And I think a lot of the songs are very much of the time. And I guess a lot of the question, and I'm going to ask this for some of them, are they timeless? And so we'll move on with that question lingering in your minds to the first song, which is Cinderella. How creative. So Cinderella is a song that is featured in the opening credits, sung by Marnie Nixon, which begins our long focus in this film on dreams, Cinderella's dreams, and the Disney dream-making machine that is going to just yam down our throats. There's lots of foreshadowing in this one. What do you think? As an opening number.
1: I guess I should sort of go first here, seeing as on this podcast, I have pretty much nailed my colours to the mast when it comes to opening credit songs.
0: <laughs> opening credits. I literally <laughs> said, ask D about opening credits.
1: So I think you can tell that I I, I appreciate this opening <laughs> and this song like for what it those. is. Even if at this stage, we've covered about five or six of these Disney ones and they're all the same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, which is basically what I wrote.
1: It's just a book opening, and that's it.
2: Yeah, and I, I can I couldn't say anything other than that either. It's like they, they're just so similar to each other, aren't they, these opening songs. They, they, they sound like it's the same person singing them, and everything. I th- I th- I'm pretty sure Manny Nixon has done a few, <laughs> not in opening credits, just she's, she's a sort of um
0: you know a Disney staple.
1: Yeah, I mean the formula works, so I'm not going to discredit it. We all know it's a Disney thing. That's why it was able to be spoofed so easily in Trek. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> very well, very well. They're, they're short songs, and this is a
1: short song. I kind of
0: just want them to hurry up. I like the visuals they do with the book openings, and it fits in with the folk tale, you know, these old sort of stories, um, often children's books. But like I say, I, this it's so... Well, it's just not memorable. It really isn't memorable. No one's going to say, oh, yeah, do you remember that Cinderella song? Because no, you don't. What's it called? <laughs> Yeah,
1: who's on first? I had a real nightmare trying to find this one on YouTube.
2: <laughs> I, I did as well. I've, I've read that in my notes. It was so hard to find it because you just type in Cinderella song and it just comes up with every other song other than this one. Yeah. I tried typing in Cinderella, Cinderella song. <laughs> like, oh, what <laughs> well,
0: you're time. probably going to get a different
2: song. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah and that's the nightmare. thing.
0: We can't say anything. If you listeners have something more interesting to say, let us know on Twitter. But you're not going to, either because you don't care <laughs> or you have nothing else to say and we'll take the latter. Okay, moving on. The one thing I did, oh,
2: the, the one thing I did, well, just before we do, one thing I really did enjoy about the song is that is the last, the last line of the song is, uh, well, is Cinderella, Cinderella in the sweetest story you ever told, and it's like that's a bold claim to set, you know, set out from the very beginning <laughs> of the film. This, this is the sweetest story ever told. Enjoy. It's just like I like. Why would you even like set yourself up like that? I mean, I'm not saying it's not.
0: But... That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like. You can't really operationalize "sweetest" so they can get away with it. Like if you say this is that's this is sweet. the greatest story, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like you know, no one's gonna like make a list of sweetest films and be like, actually, hang on a second, that's sweeter than that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which one leaves the sweeter? Yeah. yeah, the harder you quantify.
0: Yeah, basically that's the thing. They've they've uh, they've swer- swerved around that just like Carlsberg and Budweiser do quite easily. Moving on to bigger and better things, the second song in Cinderella is A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. So this song, which is sang by Cinderella, voiced beautifully by Eileen Woods, is where she encourages her animal friends to never stop dreaming. Dreams are up again, guys. And the theme continues. It's, I feel like it's supposed to be a, or at least it's had that effect, a big song. Um, Or at least the first introduction to the beautiful voice of Cinderella. What do you guys think of this one? Because I think this is a beautiful song.
2: Yes, yeah, so this is the one where I knew the song, but I didn't know. I, I didn't immediately, you know, didn't immediately come to mind. I think similarly to the "Someday My Prince Will yes, Come" yes, song from so. Snow White, which this is kind of very reminiscent of. I think this is better, and I think I think this oh. is the first time you hear what it's I, Eileen. What's the song? Eileen name, Woods. Eileen Woods sing, and I think it's it's it's. It's quite a breathtaking voice mm-hmm. that she has <laughs> And um Yeah, I think this is a really nice one I think this is like, of this kind of Song that features in the Earlier, the golden and silver Era as He's it, learning, as he's learning is, uh, Era of Disney, I think this is probably one of the Best ones yes. I, of this type of song I mean, I would say it's a want song Just, just so I can get that in there <laughs> Um You, get, you can uh, tick that one Off the bingo chart But um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, just, I think it's a really, really nice song. <laughs> and she sung very well.
1: I'm going to be honest, I honestly forgot this song was from this movie.
2: What do
0: you think it was from?
1: Well, as, as soon as I listened to it, I recognised it from walking around Disneyland Paris, uh, yes, but I didn't yes. really associate it with any film, if I'm being honest. I guess it, it, it is similar to One Day Our Prince Will Come. I sort of, in my notes... Or it was more thematically similar, similar to When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, it
2: makes sense. And it,
1: to me, it even sounds like it's the same person singing mm-hmm. it, which, if my memory serves, I'll just put a question back next to this. Did Lee Harline sing the song Let say Pinocchio? yes. <laughs> then I'm going to take that as a victory. I honestly
0: can't remember. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, it, when it's, Again, it's a dream song, isn't it? And I think, you know, it was Walt Disney's thing. You know, that's what he wanted Disneyland to be like. That's what he wanted his films to be like. It was the ability to make dreams come true. And I guess, you know, you're comparing two songs that are very much pulling on that theme. The only thing I hate about this song yeah. is when I try and sing it. It's too slow. <laughs> it almost, the song is slower than I think it is in my mind. And every time I sing it, I'm too quick. Annoyingly, even more annoyingly, Cinderella was remade a few years ago with Lily James, the live action remake, yeah? yeah. Listen to that version. Yep. It's a step too fast. There's, there needs to be a middle point. <laughs> Both, mean? Yeah. It, it really, really bothers me because I, I really, really do like this song. And I actually, I read a fact uh, the other day and, it, well, it was kind of lovingly teary fact that I found was quite beautiful, which is, so Eileen Woods, in her later years, she suffered from Alzheimer's disease. And during, I guess, the um, latter parts of that, she couldn't remember that she'd ever played Cinderella. And it was a big thing for her in her life. There's a lot talked about when she first got the job out of you know hundreds of people that were auditioned and she said yes straight away but obviously with Alzheimer's disease she'd forgotten that she played Cinderella however the nurses where she lived claimed that she was incredibly comforted when they played the song a dream is a wish your heart makes to her and I love that notion now you know that kind of I can build that memory in my mind or that sort of image in my mind which is really really beautiful and i think that makes me like the song more as well you know just the themes of it that power of it cause it is quite a comforting song i think you know just the melody of it the pacing of it um yeah i just think that's such a really beautiful fact
2: yeah definitely yeah absolutely um, i think as well like did we when we spoke about the um someday my prince Will come. I think it it was in a non common time, like it was in five four or three four, because it was used in jazz quite yes, a lot. Yes. And this sounds this sounds very waltzy as well, like three four time. And I wonder whether that kind adds to that sort of nostalgic factor as well of like you know like the the image of her like just like listening to this sort of song that. I don't know, just sort of oozes this old time yes, class yes, yes. kind of thing. And it's just, it just makes, it feels like quite a warm st- story, doesn't it? Even though it's, you know, it's the truth. It,
0: it is, yeah. And there is something about those songs in that tempo. I think that really does bring that, even for us of a generation born in the 90s. We, we're so disconnected from that time period. But like, it's the, um, what's the song? The We'll Meet Again, you know, that you can't help but listen to that and feel quite warm. Yeah. Viruline. Yeah, the viruline song. And especially when she passed, yeah, it was just so beautiful to listen to. And yeah, I think this song has that effect because, yeah, I think it was re um, recommissioned as various jazz songs by different artists. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful song. It was nominated in the you know the American Film Institute's so 100 years, 100 songs. One of 15 Disney songs that were nominated but didn't make the final list, oh. which I think is a bit of a shame, especially when you think that Zippity-Doodah made it. <laughs> um, and yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> Dee, I'm the same as you been to disneyland some of my greatest memories there's a heavy focus on the fireworks at disneyland with this song as well like the tunes of this song and it reminds me of
1: those sort of beautiful memories yeah it's like it's like the end song isn't it it is
0: yes it is and yeah i've got a, a lot of memories for that and i think i will always love this song for those reasons that's my notes if anyone else wants to say anything
2: the 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 only other thing i had in mind was was there's a weird moment where she's like in the shower And it it plays like a really weird war. Gargled, yeah. Over the vocals. (laughs) It does. That was the only part. Well,
0: Alex, can you do that again for me one more time, please? (laughs) It's like a turkey. It's
2: like
0: that. It definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't, but I'm glad we have that on recording now, Deke. can you send me that for my personal collection? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, the third song from the movie Cinderella is Sing Sweet Nightingale. So, at first, this song is being warbled off by um, Drizella during her music lesson, one of the evil stepsisters. And it's distressing enough that Lucifer, the cat, leaves the room only to hear Cinderella's lovely voice singing along while she scrubs the floors of the chateau's entrance hall. So, where do we stand on this one? I, again, I think this is... Well, well <laughs> once Eileen Wood starts singing it, it's a very nice song.
1: That is by design, I suppose. Once... <laughs> yes. uh... Because of Cinderella, it is working. But um, I do wish I was one of the songwriters for this. It must have been one of the easiest days in the office ever. (laughs) Why do you think? Like, hmm, hmm. What could be after the line? Sing Sweet Nightingale. Hmm. Oh, how about Sing Sweet Nightingale? (laughs) Ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And what should we write after this? (sighs) Um, I've cracked it. Sing Sweet Nightingale. (laughs) Then clocked off for lunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another line of (laughs) coke (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, I I actually thought it was really impressive that they were able to sing it so out of key. Because like, I feel like that's actually like a challenge. Cause <laughs> yeah, of,
1: yeah, it, is, to, be able it is, to do it? Yeah. That. Is it the Malcolm & Wise thing? What's that? Well, the famous Malcolm & Wise skit where he plays the piano out of order. But <laughs> oh, yes. The only way you could you could really do it well is if you knew how to play yeah, piano. Yes, yes, exactly that. Yeah, it's kind of like, or
2: or they actually recorded it in the lower key and then played it with the wrong music. That's the only way, because it, cause it's so perfectly out of tune. But like just, yes, yes, it's like I can't yes. think how they've done it. But like yeah, similar thing I guess to to that piano the, the thing. I mean, I did enjoy I do enjoy the part where there's like a bubble harmony going on in, in the Cinderella part of the song, where there's like the vo- the vocal travels within the suds. But suds suds play a big part in Disney's films, don't they? Especially the other. It sounds like a character. God, suds is great. Suds. suds is my favorite
0: Disney suds. character. Yeah, the cool the suds cool on Wikipedia page. Hey, suds. I'm sure <laughs> suds. there's a
1: character called Suds. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping on Google now. Continue. Suds. I've
0: got one big fact for this song. Is it about Suds? It, it kind of is, Alex. Okay. Um, I mean, I say it's a fact. It's according to Eileen Woods, and I'll treat that as a fact. Eileen Suds. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Just, just, You know what? It's so good, Alex. I'm correcting my notes to add it in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, according to Eileen Woods, Walt Disney suggested that she layered the harmonies in the Sing Sweet Nightingale. So like in the Suds part, so she's singing on top of herself. Now she thinks, and she said she's looked in, She looked into this at the time. This was the first time this ever had been done. So the singing harmony with with yourself, it's got a name. And annoyingly, I didn't write it down. I don't know if it's dual harmonies or something like that. But yeah, it, apparently it was the first time it was ever done. So you know, you record yourself and then you record yourself singing with yourself. Common staple of a lot of songs nowadays. You know, it comes to that like third chorus yeah. and you kind of double over it. Yeah. Apparently, this is the first ever time, February nineteen fifty, this was ever done. I'm not going to claim it. Eileen Woods claimed it. And are you going to argue with Eileen Woods? Nope. Exactly. Fact. You heard it here second. <laughs>
1: do you want a Suds update? Go Suds it, yeah. yeah. So,
0: can we have a uh, can we have a jingle d? No. Can you just do it with your voice?
1: <laughs> suds.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I've got a... I've just got a beer can. I'm trying to think of a way of making Suds. Some... That was quite
1: good. That was quite good, wasn't so it? Far, <laughs>
0: yeah, go on. Go yeah on. just add that to you. There you go.
1: Cheers. <laughs> so, in the Disney Channel original movie released on August 29th, 1998, called Disney's Brink, yep. the team of roller skaters are called Pup and Suds. Pup and That's Suds. That's the only reference I can find to Disney and Suds. Please tell me it's spelled with a Z. Uh, it, uh, it's not, no. Sorry. The lead actor in this is Eric Von Detten, better known as Sid from Toy Story or even better known, as the oldest brother from the Complete Savages TV show. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Because I was thinking when you said uh, Sid, I was like, I'm sure that's the guy from Complete Savages. <laughs>
0: thanks, thanks for <laughs> well, that. Uh, thank yeah, a few minutes, dude.
1: Sid, so, update over. Boop, 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 boop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: Not done that in a while.
0: No, we have not. No, we have not. And I still haven't.
1: So with that bell ends part one of our look at the songs of Cinderella. As always, part two will drop next week, unless you're not listening to this as soon as it's live. In which case, one, why the hell are you not listening to every episode as soon as it's live? And two, we still love you, really. So why not hit play on part two right now? So goodbye, everybody. Bye.
0: Yeah. Apologies if you can hear the dog in the background. She's going mad
1: downstairs. You might be able to hear a washing machine in my background. You might be able to hear me heavy breathing in like <laughs> every episode. Yes. <laughs>